three. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Chris, and uh, welcome to a new program here at the channel that we're calling Learn Me the Legion. And I uh, come to you ignorant, or more ignorant than usual, because, as the title suggests, we are discussing the Legion of Superheroes, which is something I don't know a whole heck of a lot about. Uh, despite owning, for whatever reason, I I'm a ridiculous, very ill man who collects things that he has no interest in. So I have hundreds of issues of Legion comics, but uh, don't know a blessed thing about them. Uh, and the Legion, for me, is something of a deliberate blind spot because it's uh, it's too big. It's very, very big. It's a complex thing. And so in order to help me navigate these uncharted waters, I have uh, I have found a friend to uh, to come along and guide me by the hand, hopefully very gently, because uh, I'm kind of petrified. And uh, this is a lifelong Legion of Superheroes fan, and uh, maybe I could even call him a doctor of Legionomics. This is uh, Al Sedano. How are you, Al? I'm good. Thanks, Chris. I'd say more it's like a bachelor's. <laughs> just, just just a bachelor's. Uh, maybe uh, maybe some post-grad work. There are plenty There are plenty I know who definitely have a doctorate more than I do. <laughs> but uh, I, I think... With your level of expertise here, I think I, you'll you'll be able to help me navigate these uh these very choppy waters because uh you know I look at all these Legion books and you know it's one of those things I mean I am a lifelong X Men fan and people will ask me hey where do I start <laughs> and <laughs> and it's like well okay you could start at the first issue <laughs> but. You're not gonna you're not gonna get what you want out of it if you're expecting what what you see on the screen and what you see in the cartoon, that's not what you want. With the Legion, I mean, I, I remember Legion, growing. Go, go Legion ahead. Is like, Legion is like the X Men, except instead of spread out among among eight books, it's in one book. It's yes, but just eight eight different uh, boots <laughs> reboots. Well, there's that too. I remember um, growing up on Usenet and Usenet was the place that I hung out at because I had, I think we had like a 1200 board modem. That's not a 12,000 board modem. This is like 1200. So this is like black and white. This is monochrome AOL, AOL 1.3 monochrome where uh, the only, it would take minutes to open up text, you know, no mm -hmm. images, just text. So where would I go to find my information? It would have to be Usenet because that was text, even though it would take me minutes to open each one. And uh, there were, you know, the rack.books.comics.art, whatever they were, to, on those BBS boards. That's where I would go. And, uh, you know, you had DC. You had DC.crisis. You had DC.superman, DC.batman. Then you had DC.legion. 
And uh, I'm trying to figure out what's what. I'm trying to see which way is up. Uh, I grew up a Marvel guy, so DC was all new to me, and I was just trying to get my footing half-heartedly because I wasn't buying the books at this point. But uh, I remember going into the Legion one and hearing reboot, three boot, five years later. It's Baxter. And I did not know any of this. I didn't know what anybody (laughs) was talking about. And then, like, when people would ask questions, they're like, well, that depends on on if it's here, here, or here. And it's like, but why? It's the same characters. I just didn't understand it. It's just like, you know, hearing, like, pre-crisis, post-crisis. And then, like, oh, heaven help you, you know, zero hour happens. And then the, <laughs> the L-E-G-I-O-N happens and R-E-B-E-L-S happens. It's like, oh, my goodness. So Those I are easier. To, lost. Those are easier, at least. <laughs> I would hope so, but we will we'll eventually get there. Um, now, before you go through a introduction to this franchise, uh, well, you're gonna you're gonna talk to me like I'm a five year old, so that's that's the way I want it, so I can actually follow along. I'm gonna just give a little bit of my introduction to this franchise and um, go through a right. few of my half hearted attempts at being a Legion fan. Um, now, Legion. Legion is what I call a quarter box book, and that's not a slam against the property. Uh, it's just the fact that if you go to a quarter bin, you're going to find Legion. You're going to find Legion from every era, from late Silver Age to today in these quarter bins, at least in my neck of the woods. It's, it's you know, it's Legion and it's Warlord. That's what you see in every 25 cent bin here. That so, sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> But it's but so I do grab a lot of Legion. If I find full runs, I grab them because I'm a sick, sick man and uh, I will grab them and I'll want to love them and I'll want to get in on it. And every time I try, I just can't Um, going all the way back to my youth. uh, I first heard about the Legion back when I first heard about a lot of stuff from DC. And that was during the death of Superman. I remember getting because. I am a collector of ephemera. If a comic shop is going to give me something for free, I'm taking it. I don't care what it is. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> there were these uh, little pamphlets called DC Direct Currents. I remember those. Oh, they're awesome. And yeah. uh, and I had absolutely no knowledge of DC outside of, like, you know, the big heroes, you know, the ones that everybody knows. And this was around the time of the death of Superman. And on the back of this one in particular, and I should have tracked down the actual volume, but I didn't. Um, there was a huge picture of uh, basically Superman's funeral. The pallbearers carrying the casket, which was, you know, the big heroes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there was just a mess of humanity. Yes. And I remember a friend of mine and I sitting down trying to go through all these characters and try to figure out who they are. And uh, we did it in the comic shop because we were very, very pesky children we would annoy the guy at the, behind the counter like like nuts and uh, we're like well who's this guy and there was a i think it was block the uh the the big rock guy is, is that block yeah okay and i remember thinking i'm like i wonder if that's maybe doomsday turned into a good guy and that's him you know maybe doomsday felt really bad about killing superman <laughs> and and the comic guy's looking at us like we're a couple of knuckleheads which we were and he's like, no, no, those are Legion characters. And we're like, well, what's that? And he shows us the Legion books. And it's like, well, what's this? And uh, my friend actually bought one. And it was Valor, number one. 
And he bought it because it was a number one, and it was 1992. Yes. And we were told that you had to buy number ones in 1992. It was the law. It was the law. It was the law that you couldn't go in and out without buying a number one. So he bought Valor. And how do you say Valor? Do you say Valor or Valor? I say Valor. Okay. Hold on. Valor. Valor. Okay. Yeah, that's how I do it. I didn't think about this. I've heard people say Valor, and I've heard people say Valor, because it, it's Monel, right? It was, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that, for sure. So he uh, he started eating up this Valor series. Couldn't tell me a damn thing about it, because I asked him about it. And I'm like, oh, should I get this too? And he's like, well, it's you know, it's a number one. He couldn't tell me anything about it. So I didn't get it. Um, it always looked really cool. But then I got like sticker shock, which is something that I, I kind of hold against fans these days. You know, I always complain when they reboot things because it's like, OK, a new fan can't come in where it's where it's issue 105, you know, because that's way too high. And I was very, very much the same way when it came to the DC books. It's like, oh, man, these Legion books it's like issue 60 something. It's like, ah, it's a lot of books that I'd have to collect. And it was 1992. So everything was overpriced, you know, so. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, that's just not going to happen. So I left it behind. After the death of Superman and partially into the comeback, I dropped out of everything DC. I was like, okay, I, I, I did my my tour of duty. I'm done. And I figured I'd never go back. But I went back. Um, after getting a job and having way too much money for you know a child, uh, I decided to look at the other side of the table and I started buying DC stuff. And this was around the turn of the century. And uh, there was a very, very striking book on the table. And it was another number one. And it was Legion by uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. And I don't know if you remember this cover. It's like sideways. You know, like Legion goes up the side of it and like the characters are walking towards yes. you. Like it's a beautiful cover. It is. Yes, just... I remember that one. Oh, it's gorgeous. And uh, I picked it up because I'm like, okay, I'm going all in on DC. Legion's a DC thing that's, you know, you got to, if you're going to do DC, you have to do Legion. Here's a new number one. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm getting in on the ground floor. Nope. (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know it was coming out of Legion Lost. I didn't know anything. So um, that stint lasted one issue. And uh, I left it because I couldn't follow it. I didn't know what it was. I thought it looked gorgeous. I think was that Jim Chung? Was he the artist on that? Uh, I want to say uh, or Olivier Copiel. Copiel, Cop- 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 yeah. Cop- yeah, yeah, him. And I thought that was it was just gorgeous art. Loved the way it looked. Loved the aesthetic. I just couldn't get into it because I couldn't follow it. And so I dropped it again. Fast forward maybe two years. And DC started re, uh, reissuing a lot of their um, sort of evergreen books, you know. Um, I remember being very excited because they put the Judas contract down. And because uh, I'd heard so many good things about it, despite having it spoiled for me, because everybody knew what the Judas contract was about at this point. Yeah. And uh, so I remember just running out to the shop, got my Judas contract, read it, loved it, yada, yada, yada. Then... Similarly, they put out another sort of evergreen book, The Great Darkness Saga, which I'm assuming probably hit people like a ton of bricks, Legion fans, when, you know, the big reveal in that happens. Oh, yeah, that that reveal was intense for most people that I understand. I mean, by the time I read it, which was still like late 90s, I read, you know, 
everyone knew what it was. Yeah, yeah, because I mean they they spoil it on the cover even well, on the yeah. trade. And, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> there's no there's no hiding that they're not no. they're not covering that up. Like no, look who's here, look who's here. It's him. Come on, buy it. <laughs> so it's I ran out to get that because I was so psyched about getting in on these on these evergreen DC stories, and so I grabbed Great Darkness Saga, and I couldn't get into it. I just couldn't couldn't wrap my head around it. There were so many characters, there was so much history, which it's something I always come out against is dumbing things down for new readers because I think that I think that loyalty to a franchise should be rewarded. But here I am like, oh man, I need a way in. <laughs> I need to find a way in. Which brings us to the next reboot or the three boot, which was <laughs> advertised as being your way in. This was 2004, Mark Wade, uh, Barry Kitson, was he the artist? Yes. Okay. And another very, very striking cover. Beautiful, beautiful work. And I was so psyched about this because finally, finally, I'm going to be able to be a Legion fan. And no, (laughs) no, I wasn't. It was another very, very uh, uphill climb to try to figure out exactly what was going on. Because despite the fact that it was relatively new reader friendly, it wasn't friendly enough. Well, that's and that's a problem. And it's not just Legion. That's a problem. They have a lot of times of a lot of when they do reboots. Sure. Is that like they almost it's almost implied like, well, you know what this is. Yes. Yeah. So a lot we of don't have to explain. Yeah, for sure. You're used to this. You know this already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like, uh, what if we don't? <laughs> exactly because it's like they're advertised you know the, these new number ones are always said to be for these new readers you know and we see it all the time and it's like just because you know you're buying moon knight number one doesn't mean that there aren't another 150 issues called moon knight out there yeah you know so you're not gonna know everything and uh any attempts that they do make to like like they used to put out, out like marvel would put out like the saga books like wolverine saga you know where before they'd start a new volume it's like here's everything you need to know before you buy issue one and uh which was okay but it was a lot of text <laughs> it was like yeah. walls of text no i and liked it, it when marvel used to do those fold out covers from the inside yes, yes and they would say it'd be like here's the list of people you need to know yep and here's a like a brief sentence about them mm-hmm. and then here's roughly what's going on here absolutely that i thought that was the perfect way to catch people up because that's actually how i came back to marvel comics it was an issue of x-force with a fold-out cover and i opened it up caught me right up i already was somewhat familiar with the characters because i i read them before but uh i knew all about what was going on with them now just from that fold-out and i was able to just uh, i was off to the races you know but this so uh, about Claremont issues of X-Men, but at least when you read it, you're like, well, that's Storm, because they're saying her name is Storm. Yes. That's Wolverine. Okay, this is Dazzler. Who's it? Oh, this guy's called Mr. Sinister, because he's they're saying Mr. Sinister five times. He, <laughs> <laughs> say what you will. You, you at least knew who the characters were at that point. They weren't like, who is this guy? We don't exactly. know who they are. Exactly. I think, I think comics lost a lot of their innocence when we decided that we were way too cool and smart for that. Um, especially when, you know, you're someone like me who's trying to get in on such a storied franchise as, as something like Legion or someone trying to get in on the X-Men. Because I couldn't imagine. I mean, I'm doing a show right now where I'm getting reacquainted with the X-Men, but I have 30 years of fandom under my belt. 
I couldn't imagine what a new person thinks. And uh, it, though, you know, my knowledge might actually be baggage. So they might actually have a better time than I do. So who knows? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, the thing is, of course, yeah, it's like, yeah, you can reboot stuff and make it reader friendly. But the problem is eventually, well, eventually you're going to have 100 issues. Exactly. And exactly. then it's like, what, you just redo everything every year and restart everything or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like every every time you film a movie, he's got to get bit by the spider, you know, yeah. <laughs> every single time. Yeah, we got to kill those Waynes again. Yeah, yep. <laughs> we we need uh, we need Zorro and we need uh, we need pearls all over the alley. But uh, I, I dropped out of that one. I came back briefly uh, post, I believe it was Infinite Crisis, where they brought uh, Supergirl in. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, was that Infinite Crisis? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it was okay. the end of Infinite Crisis. She goes to the future. Yeah. She stays yeah. spending time in the future. Very cool. Okay, so yeah, I tried doing that uh, because, you know, I'm I have a hard time with the far flung future. So any kind of any kind of lightning rod I can use to like feel sort of comfortable, I'll give it a try. Couldn't get in on that either, um, and I stopped again until around brightest day, and because uh, I remember the cover of the of the the first issue of Legion had. Uh, a hand wearing a Legion flight ring and a Green Lantern ring. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm in. You know, I want to see what this is all about. Nope. <laughs> well, <laughs> Couldn't get in on that either. As much as I like Paul Lewis, that wasn't that era wasn't the best eras either. There was some decent yeah. stuff, but not the best stuff. It seemed kind of lame duck. You know, like like it was just like we need to put a Legion book out, so here's a Legion book. Um, and then New Fifty Two, which was supposed to be the jumping on point for everybody and everything. And uh, I couldn't get in on that either. It felt like we still needed to know things. And uh, and plus they, they released, what was it, two or three Legion books to start? Yeah, two. Two, okay. It was Legion of Superheroes and Legion Lost, right? Yes. And like Legion Lost was like ridiculously dark and everyone got like mutilated in the first crossover or something like that. Yeah, the Legion Lost, they changed writers and direction pretty quickly and Okay. It changed up. And also the thing about this one was Legion after New Fifty Two was like Batman and Green Lantern. It kept a lot of their stuff, huh? It kept everything pretty much. It didn't change. Oh, okay. They just restarted. But if you read that series the one you were talking about the with the Green Lantern ring on the cover, yeah. it just continues on. Oh, okay. Then that that makes sense. That makes sense why I felt like I missed something reading a, a first issue. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, uh, it was just the next, you know. Oh boy, man! But I, was, I, yeah, that's I, a, that's a new fifty two. That's a whole another can of worms of the mistakes made there. And, and hopefully we'll get there. But uh, I remember, um, you know, they canceled it. I yes. was it like twenty one issues or something. Twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, yeah, and then it was yeah. just gone. And this is something that uh, this is something that Reggie and I would talk about a lot. Um, the fact that DC and the Legion, the Legion of Superheroes, is a property that only DC has, and only DC can do. You know, Marvel does not have. You know, they've got characters inspired by the Legion. They've got characters who look like the Legion. They've got characters who were who were supposed to be in the Legion and were kicked out by DC, but they don't have like a one to one. Right. Hi, Nightcrawler. <laughs> yes, there he is. <laughs> like they don't have a one to one. Similarly to how DC prior to the New Age of Heroes and the Terrifics didn't have a Fantastic, a Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah. So 
Marvel would cancel Fantastic Four, and it's like you, you want to like slam your hat on the ground. It's like, Marvel, you're the only ones who can do a Fantastic Four, so why don't you have it? And same with DC. It's like you're the only ones that can have a Legion. Why? I have no interest in reading it, but I want you to have it, you know? Yeah, closest because Marvel has is the Imperial Guard. That's it, the Shi'ar, yeah. So it's like I, I you're this is just – so DC DNA that I think it should exist. Whether or not I'm going to read it doesn't matter. I just think it should exist. And when Rebirth happened and we saw that first scene in DC Universe Rebirth with Saturn Girl, despite the fact that I know Saturn Girl, I don't care about Saturn Girl, but I was so happy to see her there because it was just a it was a tie back to DC history. It felt right. You know, it felt like something that belonged. Yeah. And, and of course we'll eventually talk about how that all went in the toilet, but, uh, <laughs> but it was just, uh, I was just so happy that the Legion was back on the table. And of course they're back now. I, I bought the first few issues. I haven't read it. Um, I, I think I have like an acute allergy to Bendis at the moment. Maybe I'll get over it. Maybe I won't wait a while now. <laughs> yes. But, uh, that's where my, you know, we're almost up to current day and that's kind of where it, you know, my ins and outs, uh, 2016, I started blogging and, uh, it was a DC only blog for about four years. And one of the reasons I started it was so I could learn more about these blind spots. I have, uh, things like the Roy Thomas pre-crisis corner, you know, the whole earth two infinity. Stuff. Yes. All the earth two stuff, the all-star squadron, infinity Inc. All that stuff was stuff I wanted to know about. Similarly, the Legion, I wanted to learn about it. And so I'd start with Silver Age stuff. I did the, some Levitz and Conway Bronze Age stuff. And uh, one one that I really loved was issue 306 with Starboy. I thought that they really, really shined when they did these character focuses. But anytime they did anything else, it lost my attention. Um, I mean, I've mentioned it before. I do have a weird dissonance with future settings. I can't relate. Um, yes. It's and I don't know that I'm alone in that, but I also don't know that it's, you know, a widespread thing since the Legion are a very, very popular franchise. But uh, I have really I have a really hard time to invest in in a future. Um, I felt like there were too many characters anytime I'd pick up a book. And this is all on me picking up random issues and seeing, you know, a half dozen or even a dozen colorfully dressed superhero children. <laughs> it's like. There were a lot of characters here. Um, and it also felt like every time I picked up an issue to review or even just to read for fun, they were having an election. It's like every <laughs> At a certain time. period of time, they did do a lot of that. Oh, boy. And it's like, it's like, well, you know, you're, you're going to be the leader. And who's stuffing the ballot box? And who's trying to cheat? It's like, why are we doing – can't we just fight bad guys? It just felt like very, very um, – Samey. Um, Although it was fun thing that they did do for a while was that the elections were actually held by the readers. They were legit. Yeah. Yeah. I think so that's cool. If and, you elected somebody, they had to make them the leader. So, mm-hmm. you know, if the writer had wasn't planning on that, well, too bad. They got to work around it. Yeah. And I remember they did something like that in Young Justice um, during the so. Peter David run toward the uh, – Probably like two thirds of the way in, they had an election, and I, I believe Wonder Girl won it. The fans wrote in and, and picked her, but uh, 
that was my those are like my main turnoffs the the main challenges i'm going to be facing here trying to trying to become a legion fan but uh while i've talked for way too long at this point i'm going to send it over to you so you can give us an overview of this wonderful franchise and also share with us how you discovered them when you discovered them why you stuck with them some of your favorites some of your least favorites stories characters whatever you want to talk about the floor is yours all right. Well, first of all, I want to say something about some of the turnoffs you have to see because <laughs> that's going to be our hurdles, obviously. Certainly. So, you know, here and what, what I'm talking about, we'll hopefully be able to at least address some of them and maybe see what we can do about them. So <laughs> first of all, future setting. Well, we can't do anything about that because it is that the is future. What it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say this, as opposed to, let's say, the in the X-Men books and Hoxpox and that stuff, <laughs> where we have that year 1000 and everything, where it's just it's not as alien as that. Okay. Because that when you're 1000 is so ill. It's not just the the setting. It's the people. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Everything is weird and bizarre. Here in the Legion, it's still like it's more technologically advanced, but it's no more than like Star Trek. Okay. You know, it's and there's still people. Sure. You know, there, yeah. You know, it's I mean, not just it's not just essences and. Uh, it's not the post-human type yes. thing, and they're not like looking at the humans like they were. You know, like. You know, we came from that. Oh, my God. They're just still people. You know, many of them are aliens, but still, it's like it's like Star Trek. It's like Spock is Spock. You know, he's weird, but he's still he's, he's just still a, guy. a character. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the Legion is. The Legion is just kind of. They're just people there. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, most of the motivations are still motivations that you can understand. OK. You know, for most people, you know, most of the villains are still motivated. It's not some weird. Are we going to ascend or not thing? <laughs> going with that again. It's. You know, I'm going to steal money. I want money. I want power. Sure. I, I, I like to kill people. You know, I'm a sadist or whatever it is. But that's what the villain's motivations are. You know, the same as anyone the Justice League would fight or, you know, or anyone like that. Sure. So just remember, it's like the setting is just, you know, that's just the dressing. Yeah. So it's not as weird as that other stuff. So I can't we can't change the fact that it's in the future, but. Just something to keep in mind. It's like, yeah, it's the future, but, you know, they're flying a rocket ship to Mars. But the same thing is like we're going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, going to California from New York. Sure. Same thing. Um, Too many characters. Well, I can't really stop it from being too many characters because it is called the Legion. (laughs) And they mean that literally. (laughs) Um, But what we're going to try and do here throughout the show is try and introduce Chris to a few characters, a few characters more than anyone else. Like, even yeah. ignore stuff with other people and just focus on these characters. So then when we get to some stories that actually have a couple of them, he'll actually have, hopefully, a reason Hopefully a reason to give a damn. There you go. <laughs> and we're going to try and avoid the election issues. <laughs> At least for a while. Especially in the next couple of months, because I think we all, we're all electioned out. Yes. And I might have to re- change some of my thoughts, because I think one of them might be an election issue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we can we can let a couple slide in. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, the Legion. So we're, we'll get to my introduction within a minute because I figure it's gonna make more sense if we give a brief overview for you and anyone listening who just might not even have a clue. Mm-hmm. They might be like, I've never read that. I have no idea. <laughs> so we're just gonna have a brief overview of that to make it as easy as possible. Try to do as simple as possible, and also that way when we throw out some of these terms you mentioned, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yes. So Legion started as a story, a Superboy story, back in Adventure Comics 247, came out in April of 1958. 
And it actually wasn't even the first time. And actually, Adventures of Super War, Adventure Comics 237, there was a sort of, it's sometimes considered a proto-Legion story. Because back really? in that day, they did, they did that a lot, where they would kind of like, have an idea, throw it out there, and then later on, do it again. I mean, there was a there was a Supergirl story before Supergirl came out, was it first appeared. Okay, yeah. You know, they did like a, a character, a sort of Supergirl that went away. There was a, I read that issue today, actually, 237. It was like the uh, Interplanetary Vigilante Committee or something. <laughs> Superboy comes home and everyone's a robot. Oh, the and, robot duplicates, uh-huh. Oh, you read that one? I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the page right now to yeah. see uh, see what it's up, see what everyone, it's about. Wow. Everyone in the town's a robot. He can't figure out, the ro- there's even a robot Superboy. And they all try and kick him out of the town. So he destroys them all. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he, feel, he goes looking for clues and realizes, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. And he gets away just before this giant nuclear, looked like a nuclear, nuclear uh, kryptonite bomb goes off. Okay. So a missile shows up and blows up the whole town. And then he sees a flying saucer. And this flying saucer is like, we're the Interplanetary Vigilante Committee. And, you know, we didn't have to bother Earth because you were there. But we heard about these criminals who've been collecting all this kryptonite. And they wanted to get rid of you. So they were send, they were arranging to send a missile full of kryptonite to Smallville. So basically, they pull the Blazing Saddles technique. They made a <laughs> fake town, filled it with fake people. And oh, they boy. covered the real town with a fog so <laughs> that. The missile would hit the fake town. Oh, wow. <laughs> and apparently they're going to go get the bad guys. We don't see the bad, bad guys get caught. Oh, that's great. And at the end, it's like Superboy's like, you know, because Pa Kent's like, but Clark, son, how did they learn your secret identity? He's like, oh, I don't know, Pa. But hopefully, you know, I'm assuming, I guess, you know, we'll never know unless, of course, there's some reason for them to come back to Earth. And um, they never do. No. As far as I know, they never do. <laughs> but it's it can be considered a proto-Legion story. For sure. Because you see like two or three of them. So yeah, that's what the Legion... So, but jumping forward to Adventure 247, Superboy joins the Legion. And we're going to get into that story in a little bit. Yes. The whole thing. And the Legion has some appearances. But here's the thing. They don't... It was one of those things back then where they wanted to see how things did. Mm-hmm. So the next time Legion appears is a year later in Adventure Comics 267 in 1959. Oh, wow. And then in 1960, they have a uh, super, uh, they appear in a Supergirl story in Action Comics 267. Mm-hmm. And then going forward now, just now the ball's rolling. In 61, they have like six different appearances throughout the different Superman titles. You know, they they're get you know they get more titles now. Adventure, Superboy, Superman, and then it keeps going on and on until in 1962 with Adventure Comics 300, they replace the Tales of the Bizarro World stories that were appearing in there. And okay. they actually get the headline of Adventure Comics. Gotcha. Straight through to Adventure 380, it's the Legion of Superheroes is Adventure Comics. Okay. And usually with Superboy, sometimes Supergirl, sometimes both. Mm-hmm. Which could be confusing if you think about it, because, like, well, Supergirl's there when he's Superman, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's time travel. True. And stuff happened. And, and here's the thing about the Legion. They, because they were in their own little corner, they can kind of do some stuff sometimes. I mean, characters died and didn't always come back. Mm-hmm. And stuff would happen. So they're there until Adventure 380. And then they got moved from the lead in Adventure Comics to a backup strip in Action Comics. Okay. From, was it Adventure, Action Comics 3... 
77 to 392. Okay. And then after that, they get kicked out into occasional backups in Superboy. Like every two or three issues, there'd be a Legion like five page story. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what was happening. Maybe I think Mort Weisinger stopped being the editors, I think, around that time. So maybe the new editors just didn't want to deal with them. Gotcha. So they seem to be not doing too good until 1973. They did a four issue Legion of Superheroes series. It's the first. It's volume one of Legion of Superheroes. Yes. Except it's all reprints. Gotcha. Nothing new in there. So that already starts for the confusion because like we're like oh volume one no you don't want to read volume one because that's all reprints. <laughs> I've seen those in the shop and uh, because it's weird when you have uh, when Superboy and the Legion just changes to Legion it's volume two somehow it it, it, it was always and that's weird. Why. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why volume one is a reprint series. But that sold up well enough because right around that time they started becoming more of a feature in Superboy starting with issue two hundred. They are now in every issue, and it start, first starts saying on the cover, Superboy, guest starring the Legion, and then Superboy with the Legion, starring the Legion, and then it becomes Superboy and the Legion. Yeah. And then with issue 259, it just becomes Legion of Superheroes, mm-hmm. and that's volume two. Yes, and that's where they where they send Superboy back to the past. or they, do they? At I, that, that point, they, they got rid of Superboy for, I forget yeah. why, because it's been a while since I read that one, but yeah, Superboy leaves the team. And he gets the Daring New Adventures of Superboy series. Yes. That started yes. around that time in 1980. So he had his own. He was like, "Go to your own book," and we got this one. <laughs> yes. And he he joined again within a few years anyway. Sure. Because you read that uh, Great Darkness, you said at least the trade. Yes. Yes. And that's like issue 290. He's already a member again. He's already back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Legion continues on, and around that point, especially after Great Darkness, Legion was actually like one of their top selling titles. Along mm-hmm. with, like, the Teen Titans. Sure. Because that's the new Teen Titans by Wolfman and Perez. Mm-hmm. So they did this in 84. They did the same thing they did with the new Teen Titans. The hard to remember that. Yeah. Exactly. So starting with issue... Uh, they So starting with issue uh, 314, Legion of Superheroes, which is the volume two one, changed its name to Tales of the Legion. Mm-hmm. And they had a new series, a volume three... At the same time, Volume 3 of Legion of Superheroes came out on that new special Baxter paper, mm-hmm. which is why – and that's just called by people the Baxter run. Yes. So you can hear that. And those ran simultaneously for a year, and then Tales of the Legion stopped doing new, new stories, stories of 325, and as of 326 until it got an end with like 349, it just reprinted the Baxter series. Because mm-hmm. just for anyone who doesn't know, the Baxter series, they did the same thing with Teen Titans – and the Outsiders, which I guess that means Outsiders was one of their bigger titles. Maybe, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they but, changed that to Adventures, the Adventures of the Outsiders for the uh, for the reprint run. Yeah, but the premise for that for DC was that we're going to put out this comic Boutique. shop only yeah. se- new series, and the old series is going to go on for a year, and you can still buy that in the you know the com in, uh, the like, newsstand. Newsstand, that's what I was looking for. Thank you. And then after a year, it's going to start reprinting this other, the, the new series. So therefore, if you don't have a comic store with you, don't worry. You'll be able to find the issues soon enough. Mm-hmm. So the Baxter series ran until 89. It ended with issue 63. Mm-hmm. And then after a few months of having no Legion stories in 89, they started up a new volume. It's called, it's technically, it is volume four. But it's called by most people five years later. Now, this is where I get confused. 
Well, <laughs> very simple. You open it, page one of issue one, and it says there, and there's a big star field in the back, uh, star field, and big letters on the front. It just says five years later. There you go. <laughs> and everything just jumps jumps ahead five years. So it continues the continuity from uh, Legion Volume 363, just exactly. five years after that. Okay. Exactly. It jumps everyone ahead five years later. And that's one thing that actually, because this is the run that I started reading. Okay. And because here's the thing. We've gotten past, now we're in 8990, so we're mm-hmm. past Crisis on Infinite Earths already. Sure. For the most part, and this is one thing I liked about the Legion when I started reading it. For the most part, that stuff still counted. Mm-hmm. outside so of the superman because they had the pocket dimension for superboy right yes because okay. no, so that's the problem now superboy had the, <laughs> as a member yes and then obviously after crisis they had to get rid of superboy mm-hmm. so they had that whole they came with this whole little thing that there was a little pocket dimension that was created like the that it wasn't superboy yeah. yeah but they had to kill him but at least but at least you could say you know even though he was dead at this point well all the stuff still anything that still happened well superboy happened happened you know, it's like, okay, we can't have Jimmy Olsen being continuity anymore as part of the Legion because, you know, that's Superman stuff. But anything that happened with Superboy or, or Lana Lang or Pete Ross, we could still say that happened. Mm-hmm. So, and there even was an le- issue of Legion uh, in the backstory, I think it's like issue 18, where one of their time, there's like a, basically there was something that happened that kept the effects of Crisis from affer- interfering with them. So, okay. unlike a lot of other series, like, where if like you're reading Superman, and I'm not saying it's a knock against these things. It just is. If you're reading Superman after Crisis, you did not have to read any or care about Superman at all from the Bronze Age. Or sure. Early. Sure. Or, you know, even two years before John Byrne took over. You don't have to care. You can ignore those issues completely. They don't matter. Mm-hmm. Or better for us, they don't matter. But the Legion stuff did. So going for something you would say that in that X-Men book, or your X-Men show, they're playing it as a lied. They're like, this stuff happened. We're moving mm-hmm. on from that. This all happened, and we're acknowledging it. And that's kind of one thing I liked about it is like they when I started reading it that they had all that history. Absolutely. So like all that stuff, even though you had crises happening stuff, they still kept it going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Valor thing, real quick. Basically, the Superman office after a while got apparently had a problem with that and said, "No Superman, no Daily Planet, nothing. You have to get rid of all of it. You can't oh, even boy. say it ever happened." So they do a soft reboot where they kind of reboot did, and they actually did it. They did an Age of Apocalypse story, and this is like 1990. Okay. So before Age of Apocalypse, where everything got wiped away, and the Legion never existed, and so therefore their greatest enemy had basically just rose to power and conquered the entire universe. Hmm. And it's, what's that it's story funny. called? Do you? I don't remember the title of it. It's just, okay. it's one issue. It's Legion of Superheroes, so that five years oh, later, wow. number five. And okay. you just get a couple of characters, like one normally minor character and one dead character. Hmm. Dealing with this and basically trying to figure out some way and they, without knowing what they're doing, and they find some way to recreate the universe the way, the timeline, the way it should have been. Gotcha. But they can't do it right because they're not the people who did it originally. So pieces had to be changed. There you go. And so, therefore, things are changed. And so, therefore, there's no more Superboy, and Monel is now called Valor. And and is, does he take the Superboy spot as like the inspiration? inspiration. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That makes and sense. And so again, it's another thing where like, and I'm again, I'm not trying to criticize or say wrong 
right? I'm just saying like, oh, I like this and it's different. Mm-hmm. Is that unlike after, like I say, in Crisis or these other reboots where they just say, well, this is now how it is, mm-hmm. and ignore that, they actually was a story like, we had to change it. They actually say sure. the story. Oh, we had to change this. We couldn't we couldn't fit this right. We're not the one who did it originally. We don't know what we're doing. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So Legion of Super, that run ran up until issue 61. Mm-hmm. And there also was a short, there also was a spinoff series called Legionnaires. Yes. And that lasted up until 16. And that's when Zero Hour happened, and the creators taking over decided, let's just wipe it all away. <laughs> Is this around the time where Keith Giffen blew up the Earth because no one was watching? That was issue 38. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's one Keith of the Giffen. stories that always yeah. made me want to read The Legion was that like Keith Giffen was just testing his editors to see if anyone would notice that he blew up the Earth, and like oh, nobody yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, that's like I said, the five years later on is the run I love. Okay. And it it's twisted and confusing because there's no more Legion, and so they're all using their real names. Mm-hmm. And you know, not everyone's you know, and Keith Gibbons experiment with art, so sometimes you just see faces and shadow. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just the triangles and uh, <laughs> triangles but, and, and color. I, I kind of I, I realize I kind of have a thing for like these things are like where they do this like. They were superheroes, and now they're not being superheroes anymore. And this is how this is how life goes for them afterwards. Okay, yeah. You know, like this, they're trying to adjust to like doing things and not running around in costume. But of course, just because you stop being a superhero doesn't mean you're you know wearing the costume doesn't mean you get to stop doing it. You stop, yeah. You don't stop being a good a good guy or a or a target. Yes, yeah. I because I, I actually opened up my blog to um, requests. This is like years ago. And the first request I got was for um, Legion of Superheroes number 28, which is uh, is a Sunboy-focused story. Yes. Which totally blew my mind. Even though I, I, I didn't know anything about Sunboy, I didn't know what... Oh, you read that one? Yeah, I, I actually covered it on... I actually covered it on an episode of Chris's on Infinite Earths, and I covered it on the blog. And uh, I, it was one of the hardest ones I've ever had to write, because I know how passionate Legion fans can be. Um, I mean, as an X-Men, as a semi-passionate X-Men fan, I know what it could be like if someone who from an out from the outside, like comes in with all these hot takes, you know. So I was like very, very careful with this uh, review and this uh, podcast episode uh, where I did this Sunboy story because I was trying to take it as it was. And it blew my mind. I thought it was I thought it was awesome. This story yeah. it was heartbreaking and. Because like you actually see him put his costume back on in this issue, and he just looks broken and tattered, and it it, it was almost reminiscent of like of like a Miracle Man page, the way this was mm-hmm. drawn, and I it, it made me want to read so much more of it. But again, I tried, and then I was lost. So like it, it was very very weird, but I loved that one. So yeah, yes, that, I could. I probably an story. Oh yeah, I, I I think when we do get to the five year later stuff, I I think I think I'm gonna dig that a lot. Yeah, so they they do that. I compare it also. I think of it a lot, a lot of ways. Like uh, I don't know if you ever read this Wildcats, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the second and third volumes. That the, was, is um, that what the Travis Charis thought? Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's like yeah, where it's like they're not the Wildcats anymore. Yes. And it's like it's them moving on and doing other things Functioning, yeah but it's like spartan's running that company now and he's trying to make the company in a way of like to actually change the world for the better 
and like releasing like I think it's like making batteries that never batteries. die yep. and car a car that like is affordable and like mm-hmm. so cheap to fix that like you could just buy that car and have it forever. Yep. And yep. like so now the government's having problems with this and cor- other corporations are go- you know, like trying to kill them because they're they're screwing with them and yeah the Halo know, Corporation yeah yeah it, it it to me it reminds me of a lot of like stuff like that. that I can run. see that and where oh, a lot of it's cool. like. You know, and then eventually the Legion does reform, but still it's a lot more low key than it was before. Gotcha. Gotcha. But either way, with issue 61 of Legion Superheroes and 16 of Legionnaires, it stopped. Because of Zero Hour. Yeah, and they yeah. just wiped it all away, and that was it. That whole thing <laughs> ends. And then there is the, I guess you could say the Reboot Legion or the Post Zero Hour Legion. Uh, some people also call them the Archie Legion because the style <laughs> of art. It changes, yep. <laughs> the style of art uh, was a lot of the Mo- Jeffrey, uh, the Moy brothers, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Moy and his brother, and also I think they're brothers at least, mm-hmm. and um, or they're married maybe. And I, and, sorry, either way, I'm not sure. And the other one, the other artist, which you're not going to be happy about, is Lee Motor, who is the artist on Stars and Stripe, <laughs> which I know you're not a fan of. Not, yeah, not all the time. <laughs> but that was the. So and but it was called the Archie Legion because they had a bit more of a style that kind of looked a bit more like Archie comics. Very bright and colorful. Yeah, there was still some good great art. I still enjoyed the art, mm-hmm. a lot of it. But that's why people call it. So it's called one of those things. So that's the era they're talking about right after Zero Hour. They started up again. There was an issue zero of both series, mm-hmm. and they pulled an X Men. They just continued the numbering. Yes. Okay. So it starts up. The next ones are 62 for Legion of Superheroes and 17 for Legionnaires. They didn't stop, restart the numbering. They just continued it on. Very cool. And is this where they took like like the? Uh, it wouldn't be the triangle numbering, but is this where they did like? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For a while there, it was ba- for several years. They basically treated it like a biweekly series. Gotcha. Perfect. Okay. You know, so it would basically be you read, you know, this one, then this one, then this one, then this one. It didn't even matter what number it was. You're like, did I read number 25 of this year? Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah, those lasted a couple years until, let's see, it ended with issue 125 of Legion of Superheroes and 81 of Legionnaires. Mm-hmm. And that was when Abnett and Lanning took over. Okay. And they then, right after those books, it wasn't canceled, canceled, because, you know, and this, the run ended. They kind of redid things. So they came up with the Legion Lost 12-issue series. Mm-hmm. And then they had a thing called Legion Worlds, six-issue series. And then there was the Legion, the one you talked about earlier. Yes, and that lasted 38 issues. And then there was a Teen Titans Legion special in 2004. And that basically ended that entire run, that entire continuity. And that was post uh, post Dio, right? Yeah, that was 2004. So I think it was. OK, yeah. This was the, the, the Jeff Johns Teen Titans. Yes. OK, so yeah, Dio was there. OK. And then you have that three boot because called that because it's the third reboot. And that is the. Started off at, with the Mark Wade Barry Kitson run, which, like again, they restarted everything from the beginning. Whether they explained <laughs> everything or not from the beginning or not, different story for all of them, but they restarted it. <laughs> so it's a third version of the Legion. So we have three versions now so far. <laughs> that lasts until issue 50, because at that point, we already had a story in Justice League and Justice Society called the Lightning Saga. The Lightning which Saga, re- yes. Which reintroduced the Legion, but a different version of the Legion than this one. So <laughs> they were ready, they were writing their this one. They already were rebooting it on them before it was even done. Okay, yes, okay. Because I because actually, yeah, yes, that's I one. That's the version of Jeff Johnson. Yes, that was and his. At that uh, point, 
yep. he could do what he wanted. Yes. And it's called the retro boot. Yes. Because okay. it's here's the thing. Now here's my issue with it. It's very much like the Legion during that Baxter run, but it's not really. It's like there's some part. It's it's like a it's like cherry picked parts. For sure. And is this what is this what gets us to like Legion of Three Worlds? Bingo. Okay. Okay. Because. Yeah. So you have that Lightning Saga and you have Final Crisis Legion of Three Worlds, okay. which features the that Retro Brute Legion and the Three Boot Legion and the Post Zero Hour ones. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because. Yeah, that was like. <laughs> like DC was going through that weird, uh, you know, everything old is new again. You know, they they had they did like the the Magnificent Seven Justice League. You know, then they brought the t- the Teen Titans back to prominence, and then. I guess Jeff Johns had to have his uh, Legion cake as well. So, yeah. but instead <laughs> of using the one that was continuing on, or even restarting a brand new one, he brought he went back and bought his own. Yeah, a, he went back and bought a sort of older version. Yeah, and a more iconic one, I guess, to, at least to him. Yeah, but also it's not exactly like I'm reading it, going, well, he's dead, and she has <laughs> another thing that she costume that she only took on because he died. So, <laughs> and then where are these other characters? Because they should have been, you know, what I mean, like. So very, I, very cherry-picked. Yeah. But also, maybe I'm a little annoyed because he also basically – it wipes away the five years later, you know, even more. Oh, okay. Because it's all them before that, so. Gotcha. But whatever. It was wiped away anyway, right. so it didn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, so they were there, and they also had a revival run of Adventure Comics, came back for about 30 issues. Yeah, because the, the, actually the book we're going to discuss in a little while, um, I actually read that uh, – or I actually reviewed it out of Adventure Comics number zero, which mm, reprinted. That's right. Yeah. They did that, yeah. And then they brought it back with issue 504 because that's when mm. Adventure Comics ended originally to 529. Although, of course – Those were digests, right? Uh, Adventure Comics – the original series of Adventure Comics eventually became digest around like the last like dozen or two dozen issues. Gotcha. And ended okay. with 503. Gotcha. So they just continued the numbering with the new Adventure Comics. Mm-hmm. And that, and like, brought back Connor Kent, right? A lot of that was, was yeah. that Superboy. Okay. Yeah. Although, of course, the thing is, Jeff Johns then stopped writing it. So, <laughs> so like, they, they had some issues. They had, like, they had some Legion backups in those first few issues, and it tied in a lot with the uh, Superman stuff going on at the time, which was the, the uh, new Krypton stuff. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff that Jeff Johns had put in his le- the backup stories he did for Legion that he was seeding, and... Well, he never became the writer, so a lot of stuff never happened. <laughs> so insane. that era is kind of messy because, you know, you already have these issues. And sure. then they got their own series back for about 16 issues, and then we had New 52 happen, mm-hmm. which didn't stop anything. They just kind of more or less continued. So you had the New 52 series and Legion Lost out of New 52, mm-hmm. and they both got canceled. And then basically Legion has been more or less gone until the new Bendis series. Gotcha. And that came out of the Superman books. Yes, the the Bendis Superman books. Yeah, yeah, yeah his stuff. Mm. So that's where we are now. So yeah, they like they they rebooted it once, and they like to keep Ooh. rebooting it. <laughs> See, this is why I was so scared to get in on it. Yeah, and I know that once I do get in on it, they're just gonna cancel it again. <laughs> well. I guess that's just the cross we bear, huh? That it is, yeah, basically it is. Like that's well, that's why I'm buying it anyway, because sure. if it's not bought, it's gonna get can- canceled, and then probably be like five, ten years before they do it again. So, oh boy, yeah. At least if it's around, they can try something <laughs> new. You know, they can get, you know, even whether or not his run succeeds or fails, when he leaves, 
they can still get just get a new writer, you sure. know, a new creative team, as opposed to canceling it, which means it's just it does nothing. Back in the back in the drawer. Yeah. And then when they bring it back again, they're going to reboot it all over again. Oh God. So this Bendis one is a reboot, though, right? Yes. Okay. And are they? Because I know very little about it. I stopped reading his Superman books as soon as I found out that he was going to do the, you know, the secret identity. I, I was like, I can't, I can't stand by and do it. I'm still buying it because I'm an idiot, and because yeah, I. They just did that story, didn't they? They just did that story before the end of the new 52. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we're doing it again because Bendis, if if Bendis doesn't have stunt writing, he doesn't have any writing at all these days, unfortunately. But. Uh, I'm still buying it because I have like almost a complete run of action comics from issue 400 till now. So it's like, ah. I can't stop. Uh, and they know that. So that <laughs> this is all personal against me. But uh, I remember seeing that there there's a lot of like ties to current DC, at least in the materials, like the, the pictures. I see like Aquaman's trident is part of it. Yes. Um, so I, I, I like that because. Like I said, I have trouble with the future stuff. So if they are trying to tie lore in, I think that's something I can get in on, you know? Yeah, I mean, there are some criticisms about that. But, I I mean, to be fair also, when the Legion a lot of times was at its most popular, it was tied in with that because it had Superboy or Supergirl as a member. Sure. There was a and, lightning rod, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he always was a member from the beginning of the beginning of the series. You know, since they mm-hmm. started, he's been a member. So different Superboy now, but still Superboy. Sure. And at least now they can do to be. I mean, you might, you know, people may or may not like the idea of it being John Kent instead of Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. But hey, one thing about it at least is that they can do more with it because they can, you know, John Kent's future isn't there. It's all if now. It's, yeah. If it's, if it's Clark Kent, well, we know what's going to happen. Exactly. You know, they can't kill him. No, he'll he's, he's going without to it being grow a up. whole big yeah. thing. You know, they can't have him be involved with anybody seriously because it's like we all know what's happening. Exactly. You know, at least if, you know, uh, Jonathan Kent, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, because his yeah, his future is yet to be written. So, yeah, exactly. For sure. Because we know we know no matter what happens, they're going to, you know, even if they make him Superman, they're going to go back to having Clark Kent be Superman. Yeah. I mean, let's let's just all remember this, people. Whatever they do to Steve Rogers. He's got to always go back to being Captain America. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Tony Stark as Iron Man. Yep. And Bruce Wayne as Batman. Yep. The, we, can, we, all put our, we can all put it's, our pitchforks away. <laughs> it, it's going to go back to them. I don't know how yep. long. Depends how pop, good the story is. But it's going to go back to them. Mm-hmm. Every time. <laughs> you know, you, you know it, it, it's like I feel I feel funny when people get complain about that stuff. It's like, oh, that's so cute. You're new, aren't you? It's like you. It's like the only constant in comics is change, and it's, like, it's been that way for my entire life and and your entire life. It's. Like, did you really think that Peter Parker was dead when the, when Doctor Octopus killed him? Never <laughs> <No>. ever. <laughs> if like if that was true, then the cap that has been replaced recently was John Walker. <laughs> yeah. And Eric Masterson has been Thor since '92. Since. <laughs> and Tom DeFalco was so happy because he's selling more copies than any other book. Yeah. Or something. It's like yeah, Jane didn't replace Thor. She replaced Eric. He replaced Thor. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's the Legion. So what we're gonna do? We'll eventually get to other parts, but for now we're gonna stick with the stuff before Zero Hour, because a let's at least give you a basis in the characters. That's one continuity more or less mm-hmm. before jumping around a bit. Sure. Which we will, but also because it's the one I know better. 
because that's I've read the other ones, but that's the that's the version I I had went back and read so many times. Gotcha. That I know more or less what happens, as Perfect. opposed to like the other ones where yeah, my, I read them and I like you know they're like any other comic series or stuff stuff I liked and stuff I didn't. Sure. But it's not as ready in my head of like okay wait what happened? Did mm-hmm. that happen? Wait they lived really? I didn't know that. <laughs> so when did you first uh, you know encounter the Legion? Uh, like I said, it was that five years later run, issue mm-hmm. 21. Okay, okay. It was a story called The Quiet Darkness, which was mm-hmm. kind of like a sort of sequel to The Great Darkness. And Lobo was in it. And okay. that's probably one of the things that made me go, ooh, I just read about <laughs> Lobo. And so I read it and continued. I read that and can, there's a surprise in the last page. Mm-hmm. And I went, ooh, I got to see what happens here. And, continue, and just continued on, and but then Fallen I went back to Lobo. Issues. How about that? Yeah, I mean, he's only in those like <laughs> he's only in those few issues, and he doesn't appear again. Sure. So, what made you stick with it past you know that first story? Uh, because the well, like I said, this is that five years later, so they're all grown ups at this point. You know, all the Legion <laughs> members yeah. at this point are somewhere in their th- early thirties for the most part, sure. or late twenties for the younger ones. Yeah, and. Uh, there's a there's the main part of the story and then like the last few pages were like of each issue were like a kind of this one subplot that had been going on about mm-hmm. this one character who was injured and he's kind of hiding underground because the whole premise of that five years later is that the uh, that alien race the dominators has basically taken sub- subtly taken over the earth okay and they're running it mm-hmm. and so he's hiding out from them and he's been injured and he's being helped by somebody and they're making these kind of weird comments about it, about things, and you know you don't see who they are. And then the one person who's been helping the most says, "We we thought we should tell you who we are." And all of a sudden, there's like the last page is this big, bright, shiny page, and it's like, "It's us, Deb. It's us. We're the Legion. We're back." And it's all like the sixteen-year-old Legionnaires. Oh wow! All in costume, including anyone who had died. Oh wow! And it's like, oh. <laughs> Okay, I gotta see what happened. What? <laughs> now, now, prior to to getting into the Legion, did you knew of the Legion, right? I kind of knew they existed, and mm-hmm. I had been reading the Superman books beforehand. So, if you ever read okay. that, uh, that was the called Time and Time Again story, yes. where Superman mm-hmm. goes back and forth through time, and he encounters the Legion a couple times. And that, well, actually, that came out right before that, because that gotcha. that storyline tied in with Legion number twenty. So. I okay. had at least a little bit of a familiarity to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, here's the thing. Also, buying before I actually started buying comics, I had comics. You know, you get yeah. stuff from other people, you get stuff oh, from relatives. Course. Yeah. And so I end up with a couple of random things, including issue one of the five years later and issue 50 of the Baxter run. And mm-hmm. I had like both of those Legion treasuries that they've had out already. Okay. So I had some familiarity with them. It wasn't enough to make me jump into buying it. But now that kind of helped me with background information, especially since one of those treasuries in the back gave you a whole, here's all the Legionnaires up until this point. Here's their name and their costume and their powers and their planet. So it also helped in that run where no one had costumes or code names. To be able to point them out. So I could go through that and go, okay, wait, wait, who's, oh, that's who that is. Okay. Okay. That's who that is. Do you remember having to do that? I mean, that was so much fun. I I think. uh, Stuff like. (laughs) have this out in front of me and going and going who's joe who's joe yep joe, joe. ultra boy oh 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 that's why he is oh he's like superman oh that's why they couldn't okay that's cool 
<laughs> it's like we have everything's at our fingertips now, but it, 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 there's this charm missing there, you know, like actually having your 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 old hot moves or your who's who's or your treasuries out helping you navigate these books is and something that uh, kids today yeah. will never know. And the thrill of discovery of something you have no I don't really have much idea about. So it's all sure. unknown to you and it's all like all new. Yeah. It's all new. It's like, oh, what's all this? <laughs> now, what what are some of your favorite Legion stories? Well, of course, Great Darkness. Okay. It is it is a really great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a story in there in that five years later called Terra Mosaic. I like that a lot. Okay. Uh, it's all about the what like I said about them taking over the Earth. It's all about basically the war to liberate Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of other stuff that happens in there. And then a lot of it also is a lot of um, a lot of smaller stories. There's an issue that focuses a matter eater lad in that run. Okay. Which is one of my favorite issues ever. <laughs> and then let's see a couple of the ones in this Baxter run. There's a story about censor this mystery of censor girl. Okay. Where it's the first time they have a member who joined who's masked and they don't know who they are. Really? Okay. And so there was a big mystery about who that character was. Hmm. Because you notice, none of them have masks on. No, they don't. They have, they have code names, but no secret identities. Gotcha. It's all public knowledge. Sure. And so this is the first time they had somebody who was unknown. Who was hidden, yeah. Um, and then also in the backstory, the conspiracy. There's a uh, story called the conspiracy that ends mm-hmm. up with, ends up uh, leads up to issue fifty. Okay. And then there's also a couple. Of, actually, some of their early stories are pretty good too, like the more original Morger story. Because at that point, uh, young Jim Shooter had taken over. Okay. Because he when started he was like the book. twelve or thirteen, right? Yeah. And he actually did all. He was very influenced by the Marvel books. Yeah. So those are ones that someone thought like. There's a lot of other ones too, but I can't sure. remember every single one. Are there any stories that stand out to you as being uh, pretty rotten? Pretty rotten. Or especially rotten. Well, there's one or two early stories there because a lot, a lot of those early Silver Age stories sometimes are just like a bad punchline, little throwaway. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad. It's kind of like, uh, you know, or because they were all basically were just done to make the, the Superboy look good. <laughs> so some of those early ones are kind of stinkers. Sometimes gotcha. like, uh, yeah, really... they can like, be a little silly. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little. They're not just silly. It's just like uh, you could have done better. You've done better before. <laughs> Why are you not doing better now? So now, if you were approached by someone, say me, uh, who wasn't going to do a show, you know, someone who just was uh, wanted to get in on Legion and came to you and said, Al, Dr. Legionomics, where do I start? Give me one book to start. What would you tell that person? If I was just going to send them on their way and that's it? Yeah, you'll never see them again. (laughs) A good possibility would be Legion Lost. Okay, the the uh, the Not one the from mid nineties. Yeah. Okay. Early two thousands. Oh, okay, okay. Because the whole premise is at the end of issue one twenty, you know, the end of the series before is that some something went wrong and there was this big. They were trying to, there were these holes in space or whatever, and like the Legion was trying to save their ship they were in or something, and like exploded, and that was it. And then issue one of Legion Lost starts, and it's like six or seven of them are stuck in part of that ship, and they have no idea where they are. Okay. And so it's you're in a you're in the same place as them because you don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. 
And there's only a couple of them because they're cut off from the rest of the team. The rest of the crew, yeah. Exactly. So you only got like se- you only got several of them, and that's it. And it's just one 12 issue story that deals with all of them trying to just get their way home. Do they wind up in the present? No. Okay, so I'm thinking like they're like just fight. on the other side of the galaxy. They're basically on the other side of the universe. Okay, so like uh, were there Legionnaires in in the final night? That's a different thing. Yes. Okay. It's the same continuity. <laughs> but yes. At some point, they basically for about a year. Because remember, I said there was two books, Legionnaires yes. and Legion Superheroes. For about a year, they sent part of the team back to the 20th century, and they were stuck there. Yeah, because I and remember so, seeing some really fun in in that uh, the, the final night. There were some really fun scenes with um, Brainiac Five and Lex Luthor. I thought those were really really fun. The way they uh, they went back and forth. If I'm thinking of the right thing, am I? Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. It's just a couple years earlier. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but that's one thing is that Legion Lost at least is se- completely separate. So, so you it's can kind of easier focus. onboarding. And, that, and actually, also that part of Legion, Legion Superheroes might not be that bad either. Even though it's like okay, so you you lose the future thing. It's just another group of heroes. But because they're stuck in the 20th century, you only get so many of them. Gotcha. So it kind of forces everything to be small, and so you can focus on these characters. And then by the time they get reunited for everyone else, you have Got a familiar. core that you can go with. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah, because that's like, okay. I know these people, and now I can go <laughs> forward with everyone else. Yeah, because I, I might have gotten confused because I think because the post New Fifty Two Legion lost, they were in the present, right? Yes. Because they they teen, they crossed over with the Teen Titans and then got mauled or <laughs> mutilated or whatever. The culling. Yes. The culling. There it is. Oh boy. But uh, with all that said here, where do we start? We're we're, we're going to start with the very first story here. We're going to take a look at the Legion of Superheroes from Adventure Comics number two hundred and forty seven. This one had an April 1958 cover date. It was written by Otto Binda, or Otto Binder, however you want to say it, with art by Al Plastino and edits by Mort Weisinger. I'm sure the letters and colors were by somebody. I couldn't tell you who. And Mort probably didn't give a damn anyway. <laughs> it's also true. <laughs> Mort did not care. But uh, we're going to go through this story now, just to, uh, I don't know, kind of cap this one off here. We're going to... We talked about the entire run. We've talked about our histories or my lack of history. Now we're just going to kick it off with uh, just a regular old little synopsis here. And uh, now our story opens with a very bookish-looking Clark Kent walking down a Smallville street. And of course, he's you know he's young. He's approached by a blonde boy in a suit who, much to his surprise, greets him and addresses him as Superboy. And so he rushes home to change into costume just so he can go on patrol. And hopefully forget about the fact that someone knows his secret identity. I love if that. I if I don't worry about it, no, it'll go away, right? <laughs> he's, he's like, eh, no worries. So he leaves, right? And he's dressed as Superboy. And he's approached by another very well-dressed teen. And this one addresses him as Clark. And, uh, you know, of course, he is in his cape right now. So that is troubling. Moments later, a young lady asks him to uh, give her regards to the Kents. And so our Superboy is kind of confused, and uh, I'd imagine perhaps a lot of young readers in 1958 were too. Though, in fairness, these stories were known to get pretty weird back then, so maybe not. Oh, yeah, they did. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like um, any time I would read a Bronze Age story, because like you said earlier, um, I was a post-Burn Superman fan. So anything that came before Crisis, anything that came before Man of Steel, 
I didn't care about. I didn't think it mattered. It, I, you didn't well, have to. Yeah, you didn't have to. So there was really no impetus to to pay attention to it, or at least to make notes of of what happened in them. In the years since, in the interim, I've grown to really love the Bronze Age, um, have a wild appreciation for it, love so many of the characters. That, I mean, Vartox is one of my favorites. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I love all that stuff. And uh, I remember it's like I'd review like five or six action comics from the Bronze Age in a row, and every single one of them had him trying to protect his secret identity from somebody. Oh, God, yes. it was all, <laughs> that was the all-important thing is my secret that was identity. It. Or someone would find it out, and then they would get conked on the head at the end of the issue and forget it. Or die. <laughs> or die. <laughs> or both. But, uh, so yeah, so these kids knowing who he is, that might not have been too crazy. Now, he and we learn that these well-dressed teens are really just screwing with him. They're actually a trio of superheroes from my least favorite place, the far-flung future. <laughs> and they are Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, and Lightning Boy. Yeah, they're, they're going to change names and costumes rapidly. Okay, yeah, because like every time I typed out Lightning Boy, it's like, I, I want to write Lad. <laughs> yeah, the first few Legion appearances, it's kind of random continuity. Mm-hmm. Like it was back then. I mean, their, sec- yeah. their next appearance in the Supergirl story, they claim to be the children of the Legion. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's the same three characters, basically. So like, we're the children of them. We just have only happen to look like one of our parents. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, and, boy. But they completely ignored that. They're like, <laughs> well, because here's the thing at that point. It was Supergirl. She takes place in this future of Superboy. Yes. So therefore, yeah. they can't be the same kids. Even Yeah, they haven't figured out time travel yet. Yeah, there, there's a premise that's, uh, I mean, it might have been somewhere else, but I know this from the show Legion of Substitute Podcasters, which mm-hmm. obviously is about the Legion, where a mm-hmm. lot of times they say in these early stories, time is a place. It's okay. not that you're going in time, you're just going over there. Yes. So therefore, it, you're taking you know, a trip there. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, if you're going over there, it's still, you know, it's for, you know, time still passes. So if you're gone for four <laughs> hours, you're gone for four hours. No matter what. You know? <laughs> It takes them a little while before they realize it's like, you know, you can be traveling a time. You just come back five minutes later. Sure. Or, yeah, <laughs> or no, a minute ago. Yeah. Or we can go visit Supergirl and then Superboy and be the same people. <laughs> That's wild. Now, our kids here, they inform Superboy that he is considered to be the greatest superhero of them all. And that their superhero club was actually inspired by his widely known exploits. Then, like you do, they offer him a trip to the 30th century via a time bubble, and they do so in order to make him a full-fledged honorary member of their crew. And just like you said, bada bing, bada boom, the decades and centuries literally zip by. They're actually, they're driving by dates as they uh, finally arrive in the long from now. So they arrive in 30th century Smallville, which is quite a strange place. Uh, there are space sightseeing trips. There's intergalactic ice cream, which uh, I hope doesn't taste nearly nearly as horrible as astronaut ice cream. Do, do you remember astronaut ice cream from elementary yes. school and stuff? Yes, I do. Oh, man. I, and we would be so psyched for it. We knew it was going to be crap, but we would but be so psyched. It and sounds like, cool. The, oh, yeah. And the teacher would cut it into little squares and pass around the plate and everyone would take one. I'd get stuck. I mean, my last name's... At the end of the alphabet. So I'd get stuck with like a strawberry sliver, which was like losing three coin tosses in a row. Yeah, at least strawberry I like. Oh, man. I I think Superboy feels the same way because like he says, this Martian ice cream is 
er, out of this world. <laughs> yes. And I can imagine the yum at that is like, yum. <laughs> this is good. I need the recipe. But, but yeah, uh, yeah it, that's another fun thing about these books right here. It's the 50s or 60s version of the future. So, you know, there's still an ice cream soda shop because yes. why wouldn't there be? Because <laughs> those aren't going anywhere. Because that guy's wearing the, wearing the hat still. He's got that outfit. It's true. Oh, man. But uh, in addition to our really rotten astronaut ice cream here, we find out that the Kent home is enshrined as a historical structure. And the story of the Boy of Steel is actually taught in schools. And uh, we even go visit one. The the real Steel Boy deal and the Legionnaires interrupt a demonstration of what they call X-ray vision. By yeah, a Superboy robot. Originally, he didn't have heat vision. It was just a version of his uh, usage of his X-ray. Yeah, because he, he's gonna. This robot is gonna melt steel with X-ray vision, and uh, yeah, I didn't know it worked that way. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it, yeah, it, they understand that as well as Stanley understands magnetism. magnetism so yeah. yes, <laughs> it's all unstable molecules. It's all good. Yeah. Um, now later on, the Legion get together to discuss giving Superboy honorary membership in their little clique. Oh wait, real quick though, before that, sure. I, have, I love the fact that apparently. The fact that Superboy has come back from the thousand years ago does nobody not fade cares. the teacher. The teacher's nobody. like, oh, great. We can continue our studies. <laughs> not, nobody oh, my cares. God. This <laughs> person that we're studying from a thousand years ago has been dead is here. How <laughs> is this possible? It's like, oh, good, kids. No, 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 no. You don't get out of class for this. You, this is on the test. This is, this is like Abraham Lincoln walking into your, your high school history class. And the teacher being like, yeah, take a seat in the back, you know? Yeah. We'll get to you in a second. Hold up, yeah. hold up. Please. Now, he, he's, they, they want to make him an honorary member. So in order to do so, he's going to have to pass a series of trials. Now, these trials pit him against the three super teens who brought him here in the first place. And we find out here that they each have a single power, while Superboy is Superboy, so he's all-around powerful. This is one thing I really like about the Legion, and it's one of the few things that I can actually say that I know about them, is that they each have one power. Yes. You know, um, I like that, because it makes for interesting pairings, it makes for interesting circumstances, um, uh, you know, to to have different sort of tandem uh, power sets with with two different members working off of each other. I think that's really cool, and I think it's it's almost like an exercise in writing for uh, the creators. Um, of course, they all have their their flight rings too, which negates that the need for that power. But uh, I do like that they each have their own individual power. They're special on their own. And that actually ends up in story wise becoming part one of the rules for joining is that oh, at least so you can't have redundant power. Yeah, is that you have to be under eighteen, mm-hmm. and you have to have a unique power. You can have redundant powers, but you have to have okay. a unique power. Because for yes. instance, just real quick, there's that character Ultra Boy. Yes. He has all the powers of Superboy, basically. Mm-hmm. But he has one of his powers is that he call they call it penetravision, which can see through lead. Oh, so he can do what Superboy can't. Superboy cannot see through lead. So he mm. has a power that no one that the others don't have. Gotcha. You can still have redundant powers, because mm-hmm. but as long as you have a unique one. Gotcha. Okay. So like if we have two characters whose only power is they can run fast. Then one of them has to be out. Only one gets in. Gotcha. Okay. But if one of them can run fast and also shoot lightning bolts, then he's good to go. 
Because now you have power, your power is fast. Your power is like, you know, especially the first guy who's already in there. The first yeah. Just running fast. Then the new guy's like, well, you can join because you have the lightning powers at least. You have a you special know. thing. Very yeah. cool. And great. You can also run fast. That's awesome. We got two of you. <laughs> we snuck away in. Because, you know, you got to get some. You can't only just have one person with super strength. You need a couple of them. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> now, how do the, these trials begin here? And our first one has Superboy facing off with Saturn Girl. And her power is described here as thought casting. Okay. Now, the yeah. deal is. <laughs> <laughs> they had vague ideas about psychic powers back then. Yes. Yeah, As we'll see in the story, they're very yeah. vague. <laughs> now, the deal here is that they got to raise a sunken statue from under the sea. Now, uh, mm-hmm. the, com- <laughs> the competitors head seaward to go get that statue. However, Superboy's telescopic vision spies that Superboy robot from earlier. I get, we, we're, we can assume it's the same Superboy robot, but for all I know, Smallville might be full of them. I don't know. It's Smallville's. That's the reason Smallville is on the map at all, is Superboy. <laughs> Why do you think his house is like enshrined and everything? It's like this is their, this is their money. This is yes. where they their tourist money and everything comes from. You know, we are the home of Superboy. Damn it. Exactly. Trump's like, yeah, we got Superman. Like, no, shut up. Ignore them. We have Superboy. He lived here. Yes, he grew up here. Now we find out that this robot cost one million dollars. <laughs> I had like pinky up to my that's right yes. <laughs> so this million dollar robot has run away from its master and so Superboy decides to lead the runaway robot back to the classroom rather than to attend to his current trial upon doing so the professor zaps the robot with a nuclear ray like you do like you do I mean he wasn't wearing a lead suit he wasn't wearing it he, Here's my nuclear ray. It comes out of a mirror. Here you go. Yeah, Wild. I'm sure they have like a pill that takes care of the anything he would get from that. <laughs> yes. When that second head grows in, just pop a pill. It's um, kind of like a transmetropolitan, uh, yes. where they're like, do you smoke? You know, his spider was talking to the assistant. Do you smoke? No. no. Well, start smoking. Here's some anti-cancer stuff. You'll be fine. There you go. <laughs> it's the no. same thing. Take a pill. Exactly. Now, at the same time Superboy is doing this, Saturn Girl is using her thought-casting power in order to communicate with a giant sea creature. And she commands it to raise the statue, which wins her the trial. So, the Boy of Steel is now down zero to one, and he refuses to make any excuses for losing. So then, trial the second. Now, this has Superboy facing off with Cosmic Boy, and Cosmic Boy's power is that of super magnetism which I assume to mean that he constantly smells like Axe body spray. Right? Although I think that's just magnetism. <laughs> that's a super animal magnetism. Oh, um, yes. yeah. I like how they're all super something. I have super magnetism. Like, well, what's if someone just has magnetism? They're not good. That, that, that could be a unique power. It's like, I could just, you know, lift a nickel. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I can only stack coins. Um, now the task before them is to ex- extinguish a big old forest fire. So, I guess it's nice to know that there still are force in the 30th century. We brought them back. Yeah, very good. Now, Superboy hits the skies where he is once again triggered by his telescopic vision. And he sees a 20th century era satellite fallen out of orbit, threatening to enter the atmosphere, turn into a flaming ball of death, and ultimately destroy whatever poor city it lands in. And so he foregoes yet another trial in order to save the world. Superboy finds a satellite, the sort that was casually known as a basketball, 
and then tosses it into a volcanic crater on some other planet somewhere, which hopefully doesn't cause an explosion. But he doesn't eh. stick along. He doesn't stick aliens. around long enough to find it. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, those those broccoli-headed aliens. Who, who cares? Um, now, while Clark was off playing Cosmic B-Ball, Cosmic Boy fills a nearby lake with stones to cause an overflow to flood the flaming forest and probably destroying an entire ecosystem. But, but it, eh, it would have been destroyed if it got burned up. So Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that to the 30th century environmentalists to, to, to hash over. It. Yeah. Now, Superboy returns to the clubhouse again, making no excuses for his loss. And thus, he's down zero to two. Oh, by the way. Sure. Cosmic Boy using his magnetic eyes here. You notice that? Yes. Yeah, just ignore that. That's going to go away. They're going to get rid of that. Like, they're like, that's stupid. Let's stop doing this. Let's not do that anymore. Now, the, the final trial is against Lightning Boy, and it has to do with informing the Nova Express that they have a leaking fuel tank. So I guess we're still dependent on fuel, even all them hundreds of years into the future. The people uh, from Exxon read this book back when they were kids, and they're like, oh, yes, thank God. Cash in. Come on. It's uh, never going to end. Never. <laughs> and so Superboy hits the skies. Wouldn't you know it? He spies yet another distraction. And this is the silliest of them all. This time, yes. it's the invisible eagle of Neptune that just escaped from the interplanetary zoo that uh, Smallville has. Yeah, zoo and stuff happens a lot in the early days, too. I believe it. Um, now, you see, th- since this thing is invisible, A, it's pretty pointless going to look at it at the zoo, right? I mean, that's a boring cage. And B, it could pose a threat to aircraft and spaceships. So, I think, yeah, this thing probably escaped a dozen times. This is the only time anyone's bothered to go get it. Because exactly. It's like... It's still it there. Yeah. It's like, we'll blow some, blow some dust on it. Maybe it'll show up. Uh, so we have Superboy. His priorities are again swayed from his clubhouse trial. And so he plucks an entire iceberg out of the sea, likely destroying yet another ecosystem, in order to make the bird visible because frost builds on it. Couldn't he just use his, I don't know, super breath, make it a little cold here and there, you know, blow around? Yeah. I don't and, and- and like, if you're covering a bird with frost, isn't it going to die? I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's really cold on Neptune. I don't know. I've never been there, but, uh, it's wild stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. This is uh, craziness. At the same time he's doing this lightning boy performs some electric sky riding to warn the Novas about their leak. And so Superboy has flunked all three trials. I thought he was good. I know. I know. He's, he's a, he's a super phony, super fraud. He's no good at all. Now with a tear in his eye, a broken heart in his chest and a phony smile on his face, he sobs and he literally sobs. It actually says sob in his balloon. Yes. I love when they did that back uh, then. Me too. Yeah. And choke. Yeah. Choke, <laughs> choke and sob. Now he quickly collects himself and decides that he's going to be a good sport in losing. And it's here that the Legion lets him in on their dirty little secret. You see, all this weirdness that uh, caused him to abandon his trials, this was their own doing. What's more, those distractions were actually part of the contest. Now, the Legionnaires wanted to see what choices their idol would make. Would he just try to win the trial, or would he try to do right? And he done did right, which was just what the super teens wanted to see. And so, Superboy is officially made an honorary member of the Superhero Club, to which they say, hooray! Hooray! Yeah. At that moment, an alarm sounds. 
a giant cosmic lamp that warms a South Pole city is burned out and about to topple down. And so Superboy zips off to take care of business. He makes sure to, he like, sort of kind of use the powers of magnetism, lightning, and mind reading in the process. Sort of. <laughs> They're being very creative with this, They're taking liberties. It'd be very loose of it. <laughs> like, he, like, says something to Saturn Girl, and she's like, it's like you read my mind. It's like, that's not really reading your mind. <laughs> but you said it. Ah, you said it. I'm no taking it. No take backs. <laughs> so we're doing a little what's good for the goose is good for the gander here. And, uh... He finally goes home. We wrap up with Superboy returning to the then current day Smallville, where he shows off a medal for claiming him to be superhero number one. And uh, he shares his story with Pa and is proud that his exploits will still be honored in the far flung 30th century. Yeah, especially for him. I mean, if this is made in the 50s and he's supposed to be Superboy, this mm-hmm. is what, like what, like pre-World War, II, you know, possibly even pre-World War II. Sure. Era. So that's way crazy for him. It sure is. That's a long, long time. So, uh, wow. Uh, this is uh, this is probably the only re- the only Legion story that I've read like more than two or three times. But it's it. I can't deny that it's fun. I mean, it's it's, it's got silly. that Silver Age charm. Sure, sure. I, I'm like I'm looking. I'm flipping through now, and it's like there's a building next to the Kent house. It just has a little sign on it that says Robot Factory. Like you do, like you it's, have. You got a robot factory. Go down, get a job. Yeah, it's like, where do you work? Robot factory. Okay. Uh, it's it it, it, it there's a lot of fun stuff in here. Um, and it sets up the tradition of it sets up the tradition of leaves and ha- legion hazing, which will happen quite a bit, especially <laughs> in these early days. <laughs> Everyone gets screwed with. And I I do like I mean, we're talking about Bendis on the book now, right? And uh, Bendis is a guy who took. The eight-page story that appeared in Amazing Fantasy 15 and turned it into an eight-issue story in Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. So I do love the fact that I mean we meet our our super teens here in one page. You know, it's 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 a quick and dirty for sure, but I mean they didn't have a history at this point, and we're just getting a you know we're getting we're who here. they are. Well, it's like that thing at the end, you know that that alarm sounds and they have to, that self pull city and has to rescue it. That's all one page. That's from that, it's like half a page, yeah. Yeah, it's because yeah, because the bottom half is him talking to Pa Kent. That's it. <laughs> it's great. Um, and I do love the fact we, we we're we're in this classroom and there's a Superboy robot, but not a Superman robot. Well, this is Smallville. <laughs> That's there. You go. That makes sense. <laughs> And the fact that like, they they don't even blink when he walks in. It's... No, it's like, oh, cool, great. The kid's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Stay in your seats. Yep. <laughs> Ignore him. He'll go away. Yeah. Oh. We're just going to use him for our class, and that's it. Oh, man. You still have to stay until the bell rings. I don't care. <laughs> now, would you imagine that this story would lead to the hundreds of issues of Legion stories that we've had over the past over half century? Apparently so. <laughs> it did well enough that they brought them back. And now one thing I've read some – now, this is, of course, some people doing their own personal interest in it. So th- mm-hmm. I don't know if this was or was not a factor. But a lot of people were – when I read people writing about this is that a lot of them, people were interested in the fact that when you see them in the clubhouse, it's not just the three. There's other people there There's too. There's extras there as well for sure. And so it's like, who are these other people? Mm-hmm. You know, who's the rest of the team? That's here. Absolutely. So it, yeah. It, it implies that it's more just three people. There's like a bunch of them already. 
that's I, I you know I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Yeah, because it this could have been yeah because I'm looking at him now. Yeah, one of them looks like he sort of has green skin. Yeah, um, I've heard some I've heard some things I've I've looked up. Apparently, that may or may not have been a recoloring done once after the after the story was reissued. Oh, okay. Yeah, because so I am looking at the reissue. Been, yeah, okay. so am I. So he might have just been general, well, because it was the late 50s, Caucasian kid. Caucasian kid, yeah. Because that's what everyone was. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Even in and, the future. And then later on, they put a green skin one to go, look, it's Brainiac 5. There he is. Oh, man. That's funny. Oh, that's wild. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. I always have fun with this issue, with this story, and it always makes me want to go further. But uh, I've just never had a tour guide to do it with. So... <laughs> Hopefully, uh, this time out, I'll be able to uh, right some wrongs and actually make some headway and find out just what this franchise is all about. But uh, Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, or it'll be a train wreck. Or it will be a train wreck. Either way, it might be fun to listen to. Go, but, uh, wait for the part where Chris runs screaming. <laughs> or or I, I ask so many questions, you just hang up. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Hello? You there? Huh? Yeah, who who are Um how about you tell the folks what uh, what might be coming down the pike over the ne- the course of the next couple of episodes here? Maybe give a, give a little bit of the format out. Well, what we're gonna do is I'm tr- hopefully this will work for on him. So we're gonna fo- we did the first appearance and the overview. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna do some character spotlights, kind of featuring different characters and just focusing on them. And then after that, we're gonna do some st- and then. After like a couple character spotlights, we're going to do an actual just story, just focus on the story. But it features a lot of the characters we'd spotlighted. So hopefully, when we get to that story now, he's not completely lost because yeah. he's like, I know that guy, that guy, and that guy. Yes. So I'll be grounded. Yeah. And we're going to start with the founders. Mm-hmm. So next episode, we are going to be talk- doing some stories featuring Cosmic Boy. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do here is I am sending you a picture now. I mean, this is the a Legion Rorschach test here. Yeah. So we're just going to see what Chris thinks of when I mention, when I show him Cosmic Boy and see what. I couldn't tell you anything about Cosmic Boy insofar as his powers. Um, one thing, oh, one of the things that always made me want to read the Legion was the interpersonal relationships. And I know some of them even like get married, right? Yes. I, I love that as a concept. I like that this is like a fraternity, a clubhouse. It's a big family. You know, um, it does expand and people get married and people have kids. Yes. So that's one of the things I was most excited about learning. And uh, when I see Cosmic Boy, he is, you know, one of the elder statesmen, relatively Mm -hmm. speaking, of course. But when I look at him, all I can picture is uh, those very, very colorful uh, comic covers from uh, Legends where Cosmic Boy had his limited series. And uh, but other than that, I don't know anything about him. I, huh? I, I I couldn't tell you his real name. Um, we'll get to that. I, I, I couldn't tell you who he might have friendships, relationships, loves, hates with. He's uh, he's just the kid with... Uh, did he have the... Ma- yes. <laughs> That's all I know about. As you can see from the picture with the little circle around his hand, it's not... He's got magnetic anymore. hands then now. <laughs> and he's a better costume here than he does in this adventure. Yes. Because they all yeah. had like those big pants, those like... 1940s wide pants with the big belts. <laughs> so they got rid of that at least. They've got like the uh, 
like with the high boots and the pants that kind of like spill out over them, like uh, like almost genie pants, but not not quite that exaggerated. And I think we might have to I might have to add in a story from the Bronze Age where he has a Bronze Age costume. Is that where he looks like he's wearing like kind of like a weird halter top? Yeah. Oh, basically, boy. oh, basically, look at the costume he has now, and all the pink is just skin. Yeah, we probably have to do that. That was Mike Grell. He wow. was preparing for his Warlord book. Yeah, no doubt. Did, did he at least give him a hairy chest? Because uh, you got to give him a hairy chest, right? I think so. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> we will find out together. But uh, now before we get out of here, I want to send it over to you one more time uh, for uh, for plugs. Tell folks where yes. they can find you. So the main place you can find me is my own show, Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast, which is a show all about the Marvel characters, Adam Warlock and Thanos. I mean, it's right there in the title. It's not it's really hidden. Everything in the tin right there. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Warlock and Thanos. Uh, so just go in your podcatcher and type in Adam Warlock or Thanos will pop up uh, or go to Twitter at Adam Thanos pod or our Tumblr page. Resurrections Adam Warlock mm-hmm. And then there's also a show that I'm on. It's not my show, but I'm on it every week. It's the L.E.G.I.O.N.P.O.D. cast. Uh, it's a spinoff of the show Legion Substitute Podcasters, focusing on the uh, DC series Legion, the acronym one, mm-hmm. which is basically a 20th century precursor to the Legion of Superheroes, but really doesn't have much ties to them. Okay. What does the acronym stand for? I know it stands for something. License Extragovernmental Interplanetary... License Extragovernmental Interplanetary... Oh, that's I, I was getting stuck. I was getting stuck with the word interplanetary, but that was the right word. <laughs> License extragovernmental interplan interplanetary operatives network. There you go. And and what is the one that actually has that acronym? There's like, oh boy, when 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 we did the zero hour episode of uh, Weird Comics History, we oh, did Rebels. Uh, yeah, where like isn't the L in Rebels like the Legion? I think I forget what Rebels stood for, but yeah, so, at that point they were. Yeah, so it it's like five continuing. words plus the five words from L E G I O N and an S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very long name. <laughs> but Legion is so we're covering that. You just go to LegionSubsuitPodcasters.com or look up Legion Substitute Podcasters on whatever podcatcher you use, and we're on that feed. It's very a lot cool. of fun. It's a very sci-fi book because it's a uh, Legion's. It's something we talked about early on in the show. Legion of Superheroes is very much a superhero book with some sci-fi thrown in. This is a sci-fi book with some superhero stuff thrown in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, and all the links to uh, to where you can find Al will be in the show notes. So uh, you don't have to worry about uh, having to write stuff down right now. It'll, it'll oh, all gotcha. be there. So that'll be good stuff. Um, and uh, is, there, is there anywhere else that you'd like to send folks? As of right now, no, that's it. And I'm not angry, so yeah. That's all I'll send you. I'm not gonna send you <laughs> And uh over to me, you could find uh you can find me here. You know, you're you're here now. Chris and Reggie right Podbean.com. So uh, you're in the right place if you want to hear me. Lord only knows why you'd want to, but you're here, so thank you. Um you could also find me at Chris's on Infinite All the show notes will be there. There's a archive of many, many, many posts there. Uh, I think last count it was over two million words about comic books written over the past five years. So Oh boy. If you have some time, you pop in there. You might find something. But uh, other than that, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Ace Comics, and you could reach out at weirdcomicshistory at gmail.com. And uh, I'll send it to you one last time to see if there's anything else you want to tell the folks before we uh, cut out of here. 
Long live the Legion. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And thank you so much, Al, for being my tour guide. And uh, oh, thanks to thanks everyone. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And thanks to everyone sharing uh, sharing their time with us here, sharing your ears. And uh, hopefully this is something that folks uh, maybe who are in the same boat as me, people who don't know the Legion but want to know the Legion, maybe you'll uh, get something out of this. Or maybe you know the Legion and uh, you have a Chris-shaped voodoo doll that you're jamming uh, pins into the eyes of right now because I'm so ignorant to something you hold so dear. But I'm working on it, slowly but surely, baby steps. But uh, thank you all so, so much for hanging out. And until next time, as always, I'll talk to you again real soon. See ya.